everybody. Welcome to Tea and Sympathy, where two American ladies talk about drinking tea and watching British television shows. I'm one half of your podcasting genius crack team, Melissa. <laughs> and I'm the other half, the crack half. Melissa's the genius. <laughs> Uh, Sarah, and I'm going to tell you where you can find us online. Find us on Twitter. On Twitter, we're the letter T and Sympathy Pod. Uh, you can find us on our website, tandsympathypod.com. Uh, Gmail us. We have, I, we got mail. <laughs> we have listener mail. We got our first piece of listener mail. If you want to be as cool as that person, you what can you email say? us at teaandsympathypod at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash teaandsympathypod. And of course, we are on Apple Podcasts and Google Play for mm, mm, mm. everyone for out my there. Mother. For Melissa's mom, most especially. For my mother. Now, Melissa, are you drinking tea? I am. So, yes. I felt as though I was... Um, not living up to the central uh, conceit, premise, premise yeah. conceit of our pod. So despite the fact that it is 8.30 at night, I'm drinking uh, berries, the fancy one, gold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love how I'm like the fancy grocery store tea. The fancy <laughs> I am drinking berries gold. Um, if you go to our Facebook, you'll see that uh, while we were having some te technical difficulties, I took some amazing action shots of me <laughs> drinking tea, um, which is just proof to never leave me alone unattended. Um, what are you drinking? I'm drinking berries decaf straight up with no milk. You, you are hardcore. I've got um, three three sugar cubes and some milk in mine well that sounds delightful it's like that's like tea and dessert right you know it kind of reminds me of um the perennial guest star of this podcast lately which is my biscuit brew tea that still <gasps> hasn't arrived it hasn't come yet when, when do you have, have has there been updates what can we get <laughs> well, an update for our listening audience i received a telegram from the steamship <laughs> <laughs> The slow boat that it's being shipped over on. I think that it was supposed to arrive. The earliest it could arrive was like Monday. So it I, received be a, I received a telegram from the QE2. Yes, exactly. I received I, a letter via in the evening post. A Western Union was a Western <laughs> delivered to me by a young man in a smart uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is on topic for the, the subject of our podcast, but mm. I made I made shepherd's pie for dinner this evening and Ooh. i just found some dried mashed potatoes on my mm. forehead so mm. things, things mm. got real crazy while mm. i was mashing those potatoes i feel like that happened no but you know what that's i that happens to me because you kind of like it flings off a fork and it happens uh, well our potato masher um has seen a lot of use and do you not rice your potatoes 
No, I use a um, the old style of potato. Girl. Masher. <laughs> you got to get yourself a ricer. I know that or, I do. And or a food mill. I have a food mill, which I thoroughly enjoy. And it has, it's like not one of those. I mean, potato ricers are kind of one trick ponies. I mean, I guess you could rice other things in it. But I do have a food mill that I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. And you... um. You need them to make gnocchi. Yes. If I ever did that, I would. Uh, should we talk about the show? Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Now, now that you've enjoyed it. I the- sort of love that we use this time to catch up in public and just force other people to listen to it. Do you want to tell us about the show? Because you always do such amazing research on it, and I clearly suck. Well, <laughs> I don't agree. But um, yes, I will. I will Thank tell you. everybody. Uh, this week we watched *Vicious*, which is a British television sitcom. Um, it ran on ITV, and it stars the wonderful Ian McKellen and Derek. Is it Jacoby? I believe it's Jacoby. All right, Derek Jacoby, or if I'm wrong, Jacoby. You know, As- as Freddie and Stuart, um, they are an elderly gay couple who have been together for 50 years, but they have what's termed in the description I found as a love-hate relationship. I, I they mean, 100% sound like me and my mother. <laughs> I realized while watching this show that like old gay men yell at each other like Jewish women do. Oh, interesting. I mean, I'm not nearly as like foul at my mother, but most people are, when they hear me and my mom talk to each other, are like, why are you so mad at each other? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I I included this one fun fact because I feel like um, I have never watched the Eurovision (gasps) song contest, but I know- How is that possible? I mean, I've seen like YouTube clips and whatnot, but I, I haven't really- had the chance to dive into the Eurovision Song Contest. Banana pants. And in 2016, McKellen and Jacoby appeared in character as Freddie and Stuart during the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, so I just thought that was a little tidbit we could share with the... Yeah, I may have to go back and watch this that year's Eurovision. I don't watch it every year, but every time I do catch it, I'm always... It is so outside of the realm. It's so not American, which I love because obviously it's not supposed to be, but it, it's, it's, it's insane. It's totally bonkers and I love it. Now, did Jedward arise out of Eurovision Song Contest or were they a Britain's Got Talent thing? I have no idea what Jedward is. I always think of, and he's never been on I don't think he's ever even been on Eurovision because he's way too much of an actual big star to be on Eurovision. But it's that weird Russian singer guy, and I'm not going to sing the song <laughs> because it makes me sound like a crazy, like, bluebird high on, like, meth. But everyone knows what I'm talking about, right? It's like the, like, weird Russian yodeling guy who, like, is dressed up really funnily and, like, has the weird turtleneck thing if you don't know what i'm talking about i'm gonna post it i'm gonna post a video of it on okay facebook page <laughs> and and that's what i always feel like eurovision is sorry well i will post something about jedward for your benefit so. awesome i love it um what are your thoughts i loved your thoughts 
Well, it what struck me immediately because I knew nothing. I knew nothing about vicious going. Did in. you like it? I did like it. I, right. I, I just didn't. Know. I had no expectations, which mm-hmm. is awesome sometimes. And uh, it was. It's on. I watched it on the through the PBS app, so I streamed it. Yeah. In that, and it reminded me. I don't know if it's like the set or the entrances and exits, but it reminded me a lot of a school play. Yeah. It's that like, uh, <laughs> what is it? Single camera or something? Yes. And Where it's, it really does look like we're just like peering into a set. Um, it made me as a veteran of school plays, <laughs> it, I love it made me um, love it that much more to begin with. But it also reminded me a little bit of Miranda, just the, I mean, I suppose that's not entirely strange, but um, no. you know, cause they all like, they all have like each the other. camera and are like facing, well, yes. And they, they all secretly hate each other. Uh, I, think no, my, I think they love each other so much that they hate each other. That's really my favorite. It's very funny to me. The woman, my favorite character is violent. Oh my God. My, so I have a note written down, which I apologize for not, uh, putting it in our Google drive because I wrote it down, but I just wrote, I have a post that I have a note that says, I want to be Violet. <laughs> um, here, what I noticed is, did you notice that Freddie essentially, Freddie, who is Ian McKellen, essentially says everything out loud that we're all thinking, but don't yes. say out loud. Mm-hmm. And he just says it. Um, and there's nothing better than listening to him because his voice is... Oh, he's spectacular. I mean, so is Derek Jacoby. Like, they're they're amazing. How did, you, did you all... So I think this is probably, ironically enough, it's our fifth episode in. I think this is the most tea-centric show we've watched so far. Yes, I said they, it's mentioned inside of five minutes. And they keep and they they drinking it constantly. are drinking it constantly. And they have multiple teapots. Oh, Which I didn't is know. Really, just life goals of mine is that they have like a casual morning, everyday teapot, and then they have a fancy teapot for when they have guests over. Then one, they had one that had a tea cozy on it, and I just, I, all I want in this life is to be in a place where I, that necessitates the need for multiple tea settings. I mean, get your life. Just yeah, you know, except I don't, except we're grubby Americans who only drink coffee. I mean, well, I will confess to having two teapots. <gasps> you do? Do you yep. have, is, is one, tell me everything. Is one smaller? Is one larger? Is one fancy? Is one every day? I must know. I have an everyday teapot okay. and it does get used. Um, it does get used most every day. It's mm-hmm. just a white, um, I think it's also white. Like Bed Bath and Beyond has like an everyday something line on it came from that. And then I registered for a teapot oh, sugar yeah. creamer set um, when I got married. And that's a that is a fancier one. And I have used it for nice occasions and also for when I have not washed the everyday teapot <laughs> and I don't wish totally. to. <laughs> Have I told the story of how my tea setting came to be? I feel like we talked about this, but maybe I've never discussed it on the pod. No, I think you should. Of course, I've never discussed it on the pod. So when I got back from Ireland, not that this started my obsession with tea, because that's been much, much, much longer, but I was determined to have a tea setting for myself. Um, I did a lot of research. I ended up ordering... (laughs) 
I ended up ordering a teapot because I could not find an American teapot that mm. was sufficient for me. So I ordered my teapot, which does not match my creamer and sugar and <laughs> teacups and saucers, but that's okay because it's a big teapot. But it is, uh, I ordered it from John Lewis. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I am ridiculous. I mean, I wanted, it was like I had a very clear picture of what I wanted in my head and I could not find it stateside. Well, there you go. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta, gotta do. do what I gotta do. Did you also notice, here's, I rem- I, every time I watch this show, I re- remember that they do this, but I had forgotten until I watched it again. Do you notice that they say every time um, Ash comes in, you remember our friend Violet? <laughs> I didn't notice that. They say it every, and I believe that it goes throughout the length of the series, both series. So it's one of those things where it's like they are constantly introducing her to Ash. <laughs> which, well, of course, he remembers her because he of finds course her he remembers her. <laughs> Because he's terrified of her. But can we talk about Ash's delightful liver Pudlian accent? We have discussed this on the pod before, how uh, very much I am enamored of Liverpool, Birmingham, North, North Lincolnshire. I, I, I like the accents there. So the fact that he has that accent makes just... It is very cute. And I also liked when Violet invited him to go to yoga class with her. And she said, mm-hmm. I do yoga. I'm great fun. <laughs> I do yoga. I'm great fun. That's because she's a hoot. And like just the Penelope. And I will say, if we keep watching it, like Penelope gets kind of, you can see flashes of it in the first two episodes that we watched, but she floats between being totally out of it and then like taking zero of their shiz which i love <laughs> she be, she floats between totally unaware and aware of everything and just like sharp as attack and i think it's delightful my favorite line from i think it was the second episode was when ian mckellen said i never know when i'm going too far <laughs> but i'm also glad when i do <laughs> i was like same same, same. And the fact that they have a 20-year-old dog that they... Oh, Balthazar. Balthazar. That they hit with a broomstick. is delightful to me. And dressing. Can we bring back... Okay. Do you have a dressing gown? We... I feel like we talked about this on a pod and we think... We probably edited it out, <laughs> which is probably for the best. But I'm going to bring it back because, you know, why not? Um, do you have like a dressing gown? I know we talked about large house. Oh, t-shirts. like like dorm shirts and whatnot. Yeah. Yes, but they wear dressing gowns, and I feel like dressing gowns are a thing in the rest of the world that we don't do. Yes, my and husband has makes- a robe which he refers to as his dressing gown. Does he really? Mm-hmm. He's had it forever. And does he wear it? over pajama pants and t-shirt pajama pants and t-shirt okay my robe is a um (laughs) was a final sale (laughs) deeply discounted um not very 
nice, as it turned out, um, cashmere cardigan from Ann Taylor, and I ordered it, and I ordered it a size up. I think they only had like one size. Large. Yeah, and it's huge. So that's my robe. I've had a robe on a Pinterest board, like multiple robes, just as something I've been wanting. Like, I aspire to wear a dressing gown slash mm-hmm. robe, even though I know I will never wear it. Yeah, but you can hang it on a hook. Looks in good. my mind, I'm like, oh, clearly you wear this when you're getting ready in the morning. And like, you, except I know myself, I will be wearing boxer shorts and a t-shirt because that's what I've been doing for God knows how long. But hey, you know what? I'm like sliding into 40. So maybe <laughs> that's what happens. Well, I'm pulling 40 on a trailer when I, <laughs> I don't, don't have a dressing gown. Every time um, I stay at a nice hotel, I think for like five minutes after I check out, I'm like definitely buying myself like a nice a robe. cloth. And yeah. I never, I never do. They're always too big. They're, they're <laughs> so much. It's like a, it's like a Snuggie. Who needs that much arm? Like it's a lot of fabric. It's just not necessary. Um, I also will say what I liked about it was what I love about British TV is it gives me a lot of things to aspire to and mm-hmm. I will never do. And the fact that they get so bent out of shape that someone comes outside of calling hours, which I'm pretty sure is not an actual thing anymore or probably wasn't a thing in that time period uh, because no one really has calling hours. But I love that they have calling hours and just got so bent out of shape that someone's coming. I wonder what, I wonder what time calling hours are. I, I believe it's coincides. typically around tea time. I thought it was typically like one to three. I see. They probably I have calling know. cards too. Oh, I have calling cards. Well, that's lovely. Believe it or not, I never use them. In my mind, I'm like, ooh, hand them out to single minute bars. I don't go to bars. <laughs> Here's really, my calling card. Don't I just, call me. <laughs> really, I just give them to be. Wow, that got that got real. That got so that got real, 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 real fast. That's what we're um, here for. We well, I'm gonna. I watched the first two episodes yeah. of Vicious, and I'm definitely gonna continue. I am too. Because it made me laugh out loud. I it 100 makes me laugh out loud, and it's again, we've talked about this. It's like a tight six to eight episodes. 28 minutes you're in you're out you're like amused and you're done it's great (laughs) more tv like british tv america please Please, dear god i'm gonna um change tack a little bit and drop a plug drop a plug for um the show shetland yeah you (gasps) have been you have been raving in a good way like not raving mad like right. raving in a good way and I added it to my Netflix list but I would love for you to tell me more about it because so you're if, obsessed I'm obsessed and I've I've watched about all of it I have to say how many are there um okay so the first I'm gonna get this wrong but so there's four seasons the last two seasons season three and four are six episodes um, I believe season two is also six episodes, but, um, so anyway, to start over again, where, where it makes sense, the show is about a detective named Jimmy Perez and which he, is a little confusing. Cause I will say, I looked at, at his, like the, I went on Netflix and I was like, huh, 
Oh, because his last name is Perez. Yeah. So he explains that like in a throwaway line mm. about some like long lost ancestor being in a shipwreck or something from elsewhere. And hence he has this name, but in any event, he lives on Shetland Island and um, it seems like there shouldn't be so many murders there. But <laughs> is it is that like, <laughs> it's like a murder she wrote. Yeah. Kind of like hmm, wherever this person goes, there's a lot of killing oddly enough, but um, the first season, I think, is just four episodes. It's based on um, books. And so the first case takes two episodes and the second case takes two episodes. So um, that's how it goes until seasons three and four. And then it's one case over six episodes. It's just, I really, 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 <laughs> really enjoyed it. And it's like bonkers with the accents of accents. Is <gasps> that, um, Let's watch that. Should we do that wild. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to do that for our next show, or do we want to keep doing vicious? Um, Well, let's talk about let's talk about vicious because I'd like to see how it develops, and then I would too. I mean, I know, but like, right? I think I think that for the sake of all of our mental health, that we should stick with vicious. It's a good time for a show like vicious. Yeah. I noticed in your I noticed in your notes. Wow, killing it! Uh, tell me about the miniatures, mi- <laughs> miniaturist. Because my mother, hey mom, third shout out today. <laughs> my mother mentioned this to me, and I was like, "Oh, like the Alienist," because that was great. Right. Not a British TV show, and she was like, "No, the miniaturist, mi- <laughs> miniaturist. It's the miniaturist." <laughs> Tell me more about the miniaturist. So I haven't watched it or gotten too into it. I just saw it when I was perusing PBS, um, the PBS app so I could watch Vicious. I was like, oh, this is interesting. And it's it's set in 1686. Yeah, sold. I'm in. Yeah. and um, I don't even need to know more. This young woman arrives in Amsterdam to meet her wealthy merchant husband. So I assume this is an arranged marriage. And um, he gives her this, as a wedding gift, um, a cabinet that's a miniature replica of their home. And it's, (laughs) stick stick with me. (laughs) I'm, I'm totally here. I'm actually Googling it right now to find out how quickly I can like watch this show. Can I watch it right now? Oh, it's got Romula, Romula Garay in it. Yes. Yes. Oh, she was in, um, that's another one we should watch. As you, I'm gonna find out what. Go ahead. Oh, the hour. Did you ever watch the hour? We should. No, I haven't. The hour is spectacular. But this cabinet that's a miniature of their home is supposed to be all kitted out by this person, the miniaturist, and um, it says. Now I'm reading the description. It says, whose tiny creations mirror what is happening within the house in unexpected ways and seem to be predicting and unraveling the future with unsettling precision. I love it. Ravishing three-part period thriller. Okay. <laughs> yeah, take my money. Yeah. I am I am the uh, Futurama like gif of like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> I'm totally sold on it. And I think that we should also watch The Hour. I'm going to send that to you. Okay. Because um, that's very good. That's got... I'm going to hold on. I'm just going to Google it right now and we can talk about it. Yeah. Lay it on me. 
So it's a 2011 um, BBC television drama, and it was essentially about a reporter. And it's it's kind of like kind of like the newsroom for the 1960s. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, this is ringing a bell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's got Ben Wishaw and Romola Garai and Dominic West. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, oh, there's some Game I, of Thrones alumni in um, Shetland as well. Oh, is there now? Yep. Ooh, do tell. He's also oh, in Harry in. Potter, I think. Oh, Sophie Rundle is in it. Who's that? Uh, she's Ada in Peaky Blinders and was Lucy in the Bletchley Circle, which we also should watch. Oh, my God. Peaky Blinders. We could do a whole... Have you done that? Have you watched Peaky Blinders? I haven't. <gasps> <gasps> Siren so Hines. Yeah, he's um, an Irish actor. Oh, and Saskia Reeves. I've seen her in something. It's one of those things where you watch enough British television where you're like, oh, yes, I recognize that name. <laughs> the fact that you have not yet watched Peaky Blinders is mildly upsetting to me. <laughs> I didn't mean to upset you. <laughs> it's Killian Murphy, and it's, it's, ama- it's amazing. I am getting um, we are, this one has gone off the rails. That's all right. We haven't, we didn't have a show last week, so. We didn't, so we're making up for it. So there you go. We have, we have reader mail. Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yes. listener mail. And we also had a listener suggestion about shows to watch that came through Twitter. One of which was mm. the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, I haven't seen it. It looked fine. It's fine. The other it's one. It's, it's, my, it's funny. <laughs> You don't seem like a big fan. <laughs> it was fine. I tried to get into it. I think I watched half a season, half a series, and I was like, eh, the, con- the, con- the premise is funny. Uh, it's kind of a lovelorn female vicar, and it's got um, What's Her Mug in it, and she's delightful, but it's fine. <laughs> Uh, the other suggestion was a show called Red Dwarf, and um, I, I read, I tried to read the description of it, but I passed out from nerdiness halfway through, so I, I, I can't tell you, couldn't tell you what it's about. Well, now I'm going to look. It just was... No, no I, no, I don't do, I don't do science fiction. Oh, but it's not just it. science fiction, there's whimsy in there, and that really drives me up a wall. I don't do whimsy either, for that matter. <laughs> well, I'm I do. Be... E- I do either like straight ahead, two old gays yelling at each other for punchlines, or <laughs> I do cop serious cop dramas. Mom, vicious in Shetland. That's your jacket for the next few weeks. Uh, I was going to read some excerpts from our listener mail, and I'm super excited because it's the first listener mail that we've received. Oh, I'm so excited. So this is from listener Kaylee in Seattle. Hi, Kaylee. Uh, She says, hi, I just listened to your very first episode of Tea and Sympathy and had to email my support. Had, in all caps. (laughs) And she goes on to share a few things that she thought would make us chuckle. Mm. Um, Despite your appropriate warning in the title of Ew, I very (laughs) unwisely chose to listen to this episode, and she's referring to the supersizers, uh, while eating lunch at my desk in the middle of my open office. 
Kaylee. Normally, I'm 100% for discussion of poo and surgeries and gross things and such, but I perhaps made a tiny mistake. Yeah. (laughs) I could have told you that, Kaylee. Um, But she says, third, I'm not really a sophisticated tea drinker, but I live in the land of coffee, Seattle. It's funny because just yesterday, a friend convinced me to try a London fog. What? Curious. Is is that like an Earl Grey steamer? Is that what it would? Perhaps. I was going to ask you. I was just, I was sure you would know. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, why don't we find out? When I think of London Fog, I'm like, oh, like the Macintosh, like a jacket. Like, <laughs> Are you talking about my dad's church coat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it's like an Earl Grey latte. Am I right? London Fog Tea Latte, a.k.a. Earl Grey Latte. Ah, see, I did know. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of those. I don't like Earl Grey tea. Sorry. I, it's not, I will, uh, I think we, yeah, I definitely remember mentioning this. I will drink it in a pinch, but it's not my go-to. It's not my I definitely don't like steamers because I, (laughs) they're neither tea nor a latte nor a, so Kaylee, uh, it's okay that you were not impressed by the London Fog. To wrap up her message, she, she told us a little bit about a British TV show, which is, um, she said, when I was in elementary school, my sister and I were obsessed with a show called Bargain Hunt. I don't know if it's still on. When we watched, it was hosted by David Dickinson, and she's included a picture of this man in a, a striped suit that has, like, mad lapels. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the best, and this is, again, like a super niche reference that not a lot of people are going to get, but if you watch hockey, he kind of looks like a vaguely British Don Cherry. Hmm, I don't know much about <laughs> hockey, but I'm going to Google Don Cherry. Don Cherry, Google him. He, it's Google Don Cherry suit. They so I'm going to look up Bargain Hunt because I feel like I remember this show. I, I don't. I think I remember watching it. Is it like like, is it like Antiques Roadshow combined with a contest? I feel like it was people would try to identify things that were actually worth something as yeah. opposed to... Yeah, like Antiques Roadshow, but a game show. It's not like Flea Market Flip where they just ruin stuff. Mm. That show, knock it off. <laughs> Come on, people. Stop making medicine cabinets into things. They're like, I'm going to line this with, pap- with, line- with drawer liner paper. No, stop. This used to be a surfboard, but now it's a bar. No one's going to pay $500 for that, I got to tell you. This used to hold hay bales. Yes, Bargain Hunt is a television program in which two pairs of contestants are challenged to buy antiques from shops or a fair, and then sell them at an auction for profit. So it is like flea market flip. It doesn't say that they remake things, though. Well, I just want to say thank you, Kaylee in Seattle, for our first listener mail. Kaylee, I'm so excited. It really honestly made my night. I opened up email, and there Honest, it was. I could not have been more. When you told me we had email, I did a little freak out. <laughs> so next week, I, I, did we, I think we concur on continuing Vicious. Yes, I but so. I think you should also watch the first episode of Shetland. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to put it on my list, my extremely elaborate list. If you oh. would like to watch Shetland with us, it's on Netflix. If you'd like to watch Vicious, you can find it on PBS, the PBS yep. app. Yep. Um, maybe start watching The Miniaturist because I'm going to try to do that. I'm going to add that to my list as well. 
And um, tweet at us at yeah. the letter T in Sympathy Pod. Find us yep. on the internet at tsympathypod.com. Email us, please, T and Sympathy Pod. Uh, we, we will talk about you on this podcast. Email us. Yeah, if you want. If you don't want, you can be anonymous. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com slash T and Sympathy Pod. And of course, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. This is a dialogue. It's a big worldwide conversation. And it is. We, we are merely moderators. All the world's a stage. We're merely players. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. All right. This was a little bit all over the place. I am so sorry to my lovely co host who's going to have to edit this. It's all right. It's going to be a good, <laughs> it's going to be escapism at the highest degree. Yeah, it is 100%. That's great. I love it. The Tea and Sympathy Podcast signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.